Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. This is our question and answers episode two. You had questions. We might have some answers. Excellent. Yes. Because, you know, often you guys are sending us personal questions via Instagram and Facebook and what mm -hmm. have you. And we're just answering to you. But some of these questions are so good. Let's share them with everybody. With the world, if you will. So let's, uh, let's bring on the A's. <laughs> let's do it. And this week's episode is brought to you by Good Thoughts. Good Thoughts. Welcome to episode 61. 61. Yes. We are now in the 60s. Oh, yeah. Rolling along. About to retire. No. <laughs> um, Remember, that, that's modern day. Now people work till like, you know, they're 75 because economy and things like that. So we're going to have to keep going, apparently. <laughs> Every answer because yeah. the economy. Right. The podcast pension doesn't quite kick in yet. Not so. yet. We're still waiting for that pension money <laughs> to, gotta, to, to build up enough. We got to keep going in. So, But let's just dive on in. We'll start real quick with a, a shout out to Carly Barley. Carly Barley. Cool Love name. the name. Yeah. For the uh, very sweet five-star review she gave us an Apple podcast recently. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Carly. And Jeff, what's cool, what I noticed is, is a lot of the people who give us uh, reviews on Apple Podcasts have the coolest usernames. They do. Actually, yeah. we've had really good luck. Yeah. So really funny, just like fun to say. I love it. Usernames. Carly Barley. Thank you, Carly Barley. Um, and other uh, news, odds and ends. As things in Germany continue to towards a negative trend, mm -hmm. as far as COVID is concerned, uh, many states, including Berlin, continue to add more and more regulations. Sure. Uh, so starting April 6th, Berliners will uh, be able to meet with two households with the five people only during the daytime and outside. Difference than before. Before, you can meet anytime. Now it's only in the daytime. Uh, any meetings indoors can only be had with one other person from a different household. And even in these cases, only until 9 p.m. So starting at 9 p.m., those living in Berlin cannot spend time indoors or outdoors with people from other households. Uh, you're still allowed to walk to the store, get some exercise, whatever, but only if you're alone or with someone uh, you know you live with, hence one household. Yeah, and um, only one person from that household. Like if you have five roommates, you can't hang out with all of them outside. You only hang out with one of them. Right, for, you know, for reasons. Yeah. Uh, and these new rules will last at least until the end of uh, end of April. I, I, think April, I think it was April, April 28th or 28th, something like or that. Something, something with an eight. Yeah, around I don't know. then. Whatever it is, it's too long because... It's, we were hoping to get, I thought we were hoping we were rolling out of this thing, but now we're just rolling deeper in. Yeah. I mean, luckily more people, more, uh, the country ordered a lot more vaccines for April. So hopefully things will get actually going now, but, uh, but we'll see. Mm. Yeah. I have, I have no hope for oh, us at all. Let's just move on. Let's move on. Done with this. In airplane-related news. Oh, yes. I was waiting for airplane-related news, actually. <laughs> I was wondering about airplanes today. For 61 episodes, you've been wondering... When What's are, up with when the are they going to get on with the airplanes? What's happening with them? Is this the wrong podcast for me? We have not updated airplanes at all. But now you guys are going to get an airplane update, which I know you've been waiting so for. So in that related news, the Berlin Airport, the brand spanking new one that no one has used yet because it opened during COVID, yes. um, has taken the odd step of instituting a speed limit on its runways, believe it or not. Which is weird in the land of Germany of the Autobahn with no speed limit, but right. you know. You know, and uh, this is because too many pilots have been taking off, landing, and taxiing with what the airport calls dangerous speeds. <laughs> Any pilot exceeding the new runway speed limit will have it to pay an 800 euro fine per kilometer per oh. hour over the speed limit, wow. which is 130 kilometers per hour. This is actually funny. In order to celebrate, or not celebrate, but to kind of like... Introduce? Uh, introduce this new speed limit. They actually invited people in 
um, government officials, etc. Okay. So let's do this. And one of these people, his plane, the pilot landed at 289 uh, kilometers per hour and was given a 127,000 euro fine. Beca- how, how much do pilots make? Well, uh, the you know the um, uh, airline slash the government official will pay for it. So not okay. the pilot, but but now it sounds a lot. But that that is 800 euro times the amount of because the that speed is limit crazy. is 130. He landed at 289. <clears throat> So do the math. Uh, that was expensive, but hopefully uh, people will learn. Of course, many pilots I've heard around Germany think it's ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. But uh, there you go. There's your airplane-related news. Yes. Speed limits on runways. Come back in episode 122 for the next airplane-related news. When we'll give you an update on that speed limit. <laughs> exactly. Is it working? Is it not? We'll find out. It takes, takes about episodes. a year to do that research, though. Yeah, so, exactly. So. You know, we can't tell you right now. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, here hey, we are. How, how are things going? Um, with Not your, bad. With yourself. Not bad. And, and I guess a, a delayed Happy Easter to yes. all. Uh, that and happened. Happy uh, Passover for all you Jews out there. Exactly. That was in the past few days, and we all had a, uh, a four-ish day weekend. I, I had to work on. Friday though, so not quite a full four day weekend. Mm. But I'm not really a big uh, Easter celebrator. Not 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 into collecting those eggs. No, but when I woke up on Sunday, uh, my girlfriend surprised me with a little uh, Easter brunch, and she had placed some little chocolate eggs around the house for me to find. So, oh, that's fun. Yeah, I made a little that's fun cute. thing for me. But nice. um, other than that, just you know, doing the doing. Doing what, the what, doing. What about you? Uh, yeah, it was a nice long weekend. Um, I went to Leipzig on Friday. Ooh, yeah. Uh, just like walked around the city. Social distance with a friend I haven't seen in a long time. And yes, walked around. I liked the city a lot. It was nice to get out of Berlin for a little while. Sure. Spent yeah. like six, seven hours there, something like that. Came back in the evening. It was, it was nice. It just feels car. good to be in a different place because since we yeah. can't travel, can't do much of anything, right? Exactly. It was really nice. And then I just found out that because uh, those of you who have listened in the past few episodes, I got my AstraZeneca vaccine, uh, what, like three, four weeks ago? Oh, your, your first jab. My first jab. And now because AstraZeneca is, a, what, like second or third time um, suspended in Germany for people under 60 years old, I will now, I called the other day because I have my second uh, appointment in June. And they said, yeah, come on over. We'll just give you the Biontech one. So they're going to basically mix the two <laughs> so vaccines and see what happens. And, and I was Googling it because I, I knew that the UK was doing research on mixing them. And everything right now says they're still doing research on it. There's nothing inclusive. But Germany's like, you know what? Just come on over and get it done. The, the problem is with thing like that, to do research on that would literally take years. Yeah. So in about five years, they'll tell you whether or not this was a good idea. That I guess I'll, I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or the, yeah. The, so uh, uh, wish me luck, everybody. Or the funeral notice in the newspaper will tell us how that worked out. Yes. Make, make me a good obituary, please. It costs per, per word, though. So no, make it okay. I'll see what money we have left over. And Alex yeah. was cool. Uh, and then plus the the website, just oh agwpodcast.com. Right. Speaking of that, I'll, I'll still be live. So yeah. <laughs> uh, before we get into the whiskey, uh, I'll just say that check out our website agwpodcast.com. It's agwpodcast.com. We have all of our links to our Facebook, our Instagram, all that stuff on there. Plus, we have some great extras on there. Our whiskey page with our pictures of the whiskey and our reviews on there. Yeah, good good content. And um, yeah, we, we work hard on it. And if you enjoy the show, feel free to subscribe to us with whatever podcast platform you use. Yeah. And, you know, give us, uh, again, if you think we're doing exceptional work, give, <laughs> give us those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you can give star reviews on other uh, platforms. I'm not quite so. sure. Yeah, but, maybe uh, in other smaller ones. I don't know. But see what happens. You know? Anyways, uh, we have a whiskey that we want to review. Speaking of reviews. Well, that, that was that was a transition. It was. We, we have a whiskey that we want to move on to now. We do. We do. We're no bullshit today. 
do the whiskey. And uh, we've been doing international whiskeys for the past, what, I don't know, six, five episodes, whatever it is. Our around the world tour. Yes, around the world tour of different whiskeys around the world that are not Scotch, Irish, or American. Well, the, the rule is it has to be a country that we've never had a whiskey from that country before. Right. So we can't go around the world to say uh, Taiwan because we've already had whiskey from there and, True. We, you know, et cetera. And this one is from, I forget, where's this from? Slovakia. Slovakia. Yes, this is a Slovakian whiskey. Um, another one that I didn't know country made whiskey, but I'm finding out a lot of countries make whiskey. Yeah, I, I guess it's a little uh, kind of bad of us to just... Ass- it's like why wouldn't they i mean yeah well just because you never see them anywhere it's always the you know the big players but uh the big boys the big boys the scotches the irish the americanos and been there done that canadians let's see the new stuff japanese you know those are the big ones those big five i think they get it yeah they get the examples you know uh so anyways yeah slovakian whiskey this is called nestville original blend whiskey uh, seven times distilled, which is a lot. Whoa, Daddy. Just and for some is, context, uh, Jameson, I think, is a triple, triple distilled. distilled. This is a... This is double the triple plus one. Yes. Whoa. And it says uh, six years aged. Now, the bottle, I think, is just very bland. It kind of looks like a doer's bottle. It looks like the bottle of whiskey you'd get like from on the shelf behind the guy at the gas station. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like the... And the thing is that this this is a very cheap bottle of whiskey. This is about 20 euro. Yeah. However, we had read some articles online that this Nestville um, had won an award in 2008 for best European whiskey and people were raving about it. However, we didn't know which, because, you know, every whiskey brand has, you know, five, six, seven bottles. They have the three right. year, the six year. The exactly. This, we're not sure which one they're raving about. So we picked a random one. Let's just see what happens. I, I'm assuming it's not this one because there's no... Usually when they have an award, it's on the bottle. You know what I mean? But to do that, you'd have to change your labeling, and this is a cheap place. 20 euro. Yeah, yeah so maybe, maybe, who knows? Um, since it's cheap, we have no pop, so listen to this, beautiness. Oh, yeah. That's what you want, baby. Sorry that your ears are bleeding now. <laughs> um, yeah, here we go. There's a lot. That was a healthy pour. (laughs) Sorry. Hopefully it's good. I I was focusing. I was focusing on the sound of the glugs. I I thought you were just gonna keep going. Just starts overflowing. There, I give myself a healthy one as well. Okay. Okay. So now we're even. So we got. Not much of a smell. No, barely. However, the hammerhead had, I think, also no smell, and and the hammerhead was good. Yeah. So. Actually, sounds smells like nothing almost. I'm gonna a hint, a small hint. Let's see what happens. Cheers. That's surprisingly good. Ooh, that's a big flavor. That is a lot of flavor. That hit me hard. Wow. Like a paddle to the face. Not in a good, not in a good way. <laughs> no? I kind of like the flavor. No, no, I mean, oh, it was, that's part of the joke. No, no, I like I like this whiskey. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Anyways. Oh, wait, one more sip. Okay, one more sip. All right. L- listen to us drink things. Hmm. Yeah, and again, the problem was it, it was it was sitting in a, in a DHL pack station, so it, it's a little cold. <laughs> yeah, Berlin's been very cold these past few days. Last week we had a bunch of hot weather, and now it's it was snowing. It snowed yesterday randomly, yeah. but anyways, I'm not quite sure if this cold weather how much it's affecting the flavor. I'm sure there's somebody out there that knows that. It's, I'm sure it does something to it. So I mean, some people like their whiskey at, at room temperature with, with um, 
you know, with those whiskey stones in there, some people like it cold, so it's part of the flavor at least. Well, no, I mean, you're adding that. Right, but people like that. So weird, it's not like... Weird it, people. Yeah, yeah, I know. I don't know. Anyways, um, let's get to the, these, these questions because we have a lot of questions. We asked you guys um, last week in my Instagram post where well, I actually, didn't actually ask for questions. Yeah, okay. So, just wait, said, to, to tell the story. So I was like, let's make a story where you ask them to send us questions. Yeah. And what did you post? And, and I posted like, hey, everyone, we're doing a Q&A episode. You have Q's, we have A's, but I didn't actually ask you to send those questions. But luckily, many of you did. You, you, no, no, but no, but that was later. Once you followed up with a different, oh, po- yeah, with the initial post, we got in, like I think an hour went by, and we had no responses. And right. We're like, this is odd. And then we actually listened to the video that you recorded. Like, wait, and I was like, wait, you never actually asked for questions, right? <laughs> like, like I said, we're we're not um, we're not the best at social media. I'm not um, super savvy with that. But we're anyways, we're, we're, we're getting better at it. We corrected that and actually asked for a question. And you guys sent us some. So that, yeah. that was one. We got some messages. We got some some comments on the post. Anyways, we have questions here. here the questions. And we're going to try to answer them. Again, just like last Let's time. Let's roll into it. Uh, we did not um, think about the answers to these questions before reading them. We're reading them right now and answering them so, off the cuff. So if the answers are horrible, that's why. If the answers are horrible and are not satisfactory, then sorry. But we like off the cuff, you know. We yeah. don't want we don't want to script anything for you guys. That's so. what we do here. Let's go. At the AGW what what, what do we got for the first question? First question is: Do people do brunch in Berlin where I live? It's a huge deal, and me and my friends get boozy brunches regularly. So, wondering if that's a thing. Oh, girl, do we do brunches? Oh, we do brunch hard here. Now, when things are normal, uh, which you hate when I say that, but yes. when things were normal. God, I went to brunch all the oh, time. So much brunch. I mean, there's so many good brunch places in Berlin. Absolutely. Uh, the city is covered in brunch places where sometimes it's frustrating because you can't find a place to go because they're all full. They're all booked out, yeah. But, but, um, but then you just go to like your second or third choice, whatever. And then, yeah, you know, and they're all good. Yeah. Uh, a lot of buffet brunches. Um, there, there's some incredible brunches there. A lot of boozy brunches because, you know, it's Germany. Of course, there's boozy brunches. Yeah, one of my favorite ones is a place called um, Geist im Glas. Oh, I love that place. Which, also a good bar. Yeah, during the week, it's a bar. But on Sundays, they serve a brunch. And then mm-hmm. they have the, the bartender created specific brunchy cocktails for each Whatever uh, is being served. Each meal. Yeah. And you get things like waffles with um, with barbecue chicken baked into the waffle dough. Oh, yeah. and stuff. And you, like, oh, man, you get such... But anyways... Brunch is for sure a thing here. Yeah. People love the brunch. Another really cool place, if you want to Google this, if you have the time right now while listening, The Reed, it's near Alexanderplatz, oh, is like, yes. it's 20 euros, all you can eat, and also endless champagne. or zest. And really quality food. And really quality yeah, food. Yeah. And the the walls are giant screens, and there's lights on the ceiling, there's like a, a live DJ playing. You, and like, you feel like, Honestly, you feel like you're in a club on a Saturday night. Yeah. But you're there on a Sunday morning. Having yeah. boozy brunch, brunch. And literally, you just go to like the bar, grab a bottle of champagne, and you just pour yourself all day. It's yeah. fantastic. Until 4 o'clock or something like that. It's great. Check that place out. Uh, you get the book like months ahead of time. But we do brunch here. Now it's not we a problem. Our, now you can book it. Never. Because, you know. Oh, and, and absolutely. Um, in Germany, brunch at the home is also a big thing as well. True. I think every, every Saturday and Sunday, me and my girlfriend will do... Um, uh, a, a brunch instead of a, a lunch, you know, with lots of uh, bread, of course. Oh, yeah. You know, br- bread Meats, with lots of cheeses, toppings, you know, a boiled egg. Fruits. You know, exactly. Some, yeah, some Moosely. grapes. And, yeah, exactly. Oh, God. I'm hungry now. So answer is yes. The answer is yes. We do do brunch. So um, you and your friends will have a great time in Berlin having some brunch once. Having some brunch. Yes. <laughs> now, next question. Now, for Berlin fashion, does everyone really wear black? Mm. Mm. How important is it to fit in in quotes with the fashion is it okay to stand out 
Now, yeah, this, this is controversial. No, I don't think so. I, for me, I think these people who say that you have to wear black, it's absolute bullshit. In Berlin, you can dress any way you want yes. and no one cares. Thank you, Jeff. Yes. yes. There is a stereotype you have to wear black. I wear all black, but i It's very unfortunate because at this black. moment, we are both wearing black, it but, is. but that is a fluke. Like but normally, I'm wearing a blue or a green or something. I always wear black anyways. I always have worn black. That's just... Okay, so Alex... Um, uh, false to peer pressure so that's why he's always wearing the black that, that, that's it I mean you do see a lot of black in Berlin of course but you also see a lot of other things like it's a city like anything else Berlin is not this it's not like a exclusive club it's a city you can do whatever you want here no one's gonna care dress how you want let your freak flag fly here I mean you'll see people with ponies on the subway you'll see you'll see trust me if anybody stands out, it won't be you. The people will be paying attention to to really, really weird shit because exactly. Wear, wear a suit and tie if you want. Just preppy. It doesn't matter. If you want to go to a club, different story. There is kind of a dress code, and that usually is black. But it's also nah, nah. Come on. Or naked. No bear kind, and you can dress black and then not get in, and or exactly like, or dress preppy and get in, and like it's weird. Mm, I've never seen any preppy people in a club. No, My buddy wore khakis once. We got dressed up from like six clubs. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm saying is like there, there's honestly a lot of these clubs. There's no rhyme or reason why you get in or don't. Also it's, true. It's all like their mood. But yes, this whole black and I get. I think some people get that because of the during the winters. Of course, like the standard kind of like winter Jacket. coat is just black. So yeah. you see a lot of black, but I don't know where this comes from because especially I mean, during summer, people are wearing white and pink and bright blues. Sundresses, flower yeah, dresses, whatever. No, like, no. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. And to fit in, like, wear again, whatever you want. Wear whatever you want, man. Like, be yourself. That's what Berlin's all about. Being yourself and doing what you want to do. Express yourself the way you want to. Um, that's the beauty of the city. And I think that you should do that and don't fall into that stereotype of wearing black all the time. And if you want to, do it. Also, I always I wear black all the time. Yeah. Always have, probably always will because I'm not very creative in my clothing choices. So. And he's still trying to fit in also. So I'm still trying to fit in. I actually have a little cheeseburger on my shirt today, so but still black. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see the cheeseburger. I took it out. What's the oh, sweater? Let me see. Yeah, a little cheeseburger. Oh, yeah, nice. Isn't that cool? All right, we put a pop of color. A little pop of color there, a little cheeseburger there inside. Uh, what's the next question? Next question. What Germany slash Europe specific apps should I download when I live there? I know we need to get WhatsApp, and I've heard Signal is becoming more popular. Uh, yeah, definitely WhatsApp. Uh, people are moving to Signal more. I'd like to move to Signal because it's more secure, but Jeff doesn't want to. I'm fine with WhatsApp. But this is a funny thing because in the States, uh, WhatsApp is not a thing really at right. all. Few people have it. My, I know my mom had it because she did a lot of, uh, when she was, because um, she retired now, but when she was working, she did a lot of international travel. Oh, yeah, so okay. her and her, um, you know, when she was talking to the the peeps in the places she was, uh, you know, visiting, yep. she'd use WhatsApp a lot. And then she uses WhatsApp to talk to me. And like, I think my dad, the only reason he has WhatsApp is because to talk to me. But Exactly. My whole family's WhatsApp just for me. Uh, definitely WhatsApp. People do not SMS here. iMessage with an iPhone is not used. WhatsApp is the default. Some people use signals. Some use Telegram, but not really. That's mostly for like drugs and stuff. Um, but, but whatever, what other your other apps? Now she says European or he or she says European specific apps. Now that's hard because usually the apps you have will be dedicated to the city you're in or the country you're in. Right. Uh, um, I mean, I use, I subscribe to the local, which is a good English news sure. uh, website and slash app. Um, and they give you English news of things in Germany or if you live in Sweden or France, there's a few other countries they do it in, mm. but that's what I definitely recommend if you want to keep on the up and up of what's happening in the country. I think that's really important. Um, I mean, for a lot of ooh. apps I use right now are, are Leaferondo, which is Leaferondo. The, the, the food delivery service where they'll bring you food from wherever. L-I-E-F-E-R-A-N-D-O. That's a good one. Um, the B-V-G app, B-V-G, mm. that's for Berlin's uh, 
transit system, but every city has that. And also the Deutsche Bahn app, if you're traveling through the if country you're, of if Germany. you're using trains a lot, you're using trains that. a lot, Deutsche Bahn app is a godsend. Um, besides that, I think, um, what other, I mean, I, I'm sure there are others. But oh, a VPN. Get a VPN if you want to list, watch Netflix from the States or wherever. I think it's really important. I use VPN on my phone all the time. Oh, weird. Okay. It's like I go to some websites and I can't read it because it's not, it's an American specific website. But when at home, you're not watching movies on your phone. Not movies, but VPN's good for, like I said, news sites. Sometimes they don't show you content because it's only available in the US or something like that. A VPN is important, I think, when you move anyways. Yeah. No, but I think she, when she says apps, she's referring to her phone, not Well, we to, don't know. We don't know, Jeff. Pretty sure. I'm still well, giving health information, okay? Okay. Right, okay. okay. Um, yeah, besides that, I can't really think of anything else. If I think of anything else, then um, we'll put it on a extra. There's definitely like more, but it really depends on which city you live in and the kind of specific things you do in yeah. your daily life. Um, but yeah, WhatsApp is definitely the one for communication. Absolutely. Exactly. Uh, next question. Ooh, and this is a kind of a tough one. Um, this yeah. is, do you have any tips for surviving the bleak Berlin winters? Yeah. And um, I mean, we've been here many years and we survive them every year. I mean, they're tough, but, um, but yeah, I, I think we do over time. We, we grow we gain resilience to it, but also yeah. um, we learn how to get through them. I mean, what, what would be the thing, your tips? Um, one thing that I did a few years ago is I got vitamin D drops that I take every morning in the winter. It just gives oh, you sure. a bit of lack of sunshine. Lack of sunshine. Uh, it, it helps a bit with my mood. Because um, we've mentioned this a million times, but uh, Berlin winters are, are kind of like London. It's just, forget the cold, it's just gray, gray cloudy skies most of the time. And, and it's dark. Kind of, like the sun rises at... I don't know, and it sets out like three. It just it's just dark all the time. Yeah, um, it's awful. But uh, yeah, I, vitamin D drops. Uh, when you know when things are normal, I try to just like meet up with people as much as possible to stay sane. Cause when I stay at home, I kind of can get a little depressing. You know, cause it's so dark all the time. Especially after work, I get home and it's dark. I leave work, and it's dark. I wake up in the morning, it's dark. Yeah, it's constantly so dark. So seeing people is definitely helpful helpful for me. But you you do feel more tired earlier because. Yeah. To you, your body feels like, oh, it's 11. But then you look at a clock and it's like, oh, it's only seven. What the hell, you know? Yeah. Um, but, Finding a hobby you can do. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say that the things to survive uh, Berlin winter are the same that we've been using to survive COVID in general. You know, right. Just f find fun hobbies to do indoors. I mean, um, me and my girlfriend uh, got this thing for Xbox where... It's All like right, the, 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 the connect, connect, you know, yes. And so we can do exercises at home with like a virtual personal trainer, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, just find other hobbies you can do indoors. Like crafting is fun. We do, yeah. I do that sometimes with my girlfriend. And also, I'd say also get, yeah, get out to see your friends. But also uh, Berlin, it's even though it's freezing, it's surrounded by so much nature. And we do we we did this some, a few times. Like yeah, yeah. it's like get out. Take, take a walk, even though it's okay. It's a short, it'll be a shorter hike than normal, but go out to the forest, take a nice dress hour or two. Yeah. Yeah. Just warm, bring a warm cup of Joe or whatever. Get some long johns, bring some glue vine. Yeah. And I think just the, the, uh, just the being outside and the, 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 the nature will just kind of help, help you psychologically yeah, and, and, uh, and try to embrace it. You know, it's just, it's just different. It, 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 I know it's kind of shittier, but, um, go out, embrace the darkness, embrace the, kind of the beauty of the nature that is the winter because it can be beautiful as well. Especially when it snows, yeah. Mm. And also a good way to get through the bleakness of the winter is really utilize your summers. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, we've all been there like where we didn't quite take advantage of our summers enough mm. and then winter comes and you really regret it. So Cause, cause really use those summer's days. Exactly, because you know? the summers here make the winters totally worth it. The summers yeah. are incredible. But to hear them, they're gone and then you really wish 
you didn't uh, spend all that time playing Call of Duty or whatever you were doing. Right, exactly. Know. Yeah, enjoy that summer because this city really just transforms in the summer. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll have an episode about that sometime soon. I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, we could probably, actually, someday we could probably do a whole episode about surviving the Berlin winter and like yeah. and just think of the the many things that we do on a daily basis to kind of keep ourselves occupied that kind For of sure. thing. I mean also there's Christmas markets usually so uh, that really helps as well um, yeah moving on to the next question Jeff is do you have any stories about really stupid things that you said to people when you first started learning German oh boy I think we've all done, been there before do you have any uh, good ones not anything I can think of but I'm sure I did I just didn't realize that I did but I I, I don't I can't think of anything on the top of my head I mean but yeah we've he's been there we've all been there um, I can I know I'm sure it's probably happened to me thousands of times, but there's like two that I can think of off the top of my head. And one's kind of a classic one. It was when I was living in Vienna. I'd maybe done one month or two months of a language course. Right. It, but I remember I was standing on a pla- uh, plat- train platform. On, I think it was the for the subway on my way home, whatever, right? And uh, this couple, obviously not from Vienna, you know, tourists, they, they come up to me and in German asked me... Um, you know, is this the, they asked me something like, is this the platform to go blank? Sure. And my German wasn't great, so I didn't quite understand. I, I, I got the gist of that. Okay, they're asking, is this the platform for whatever? Right. And and so I, I responded with, uh, vielleicht? <laughs> which which means maybe. Maybe. But like, but I was so confused. And so to newbie, in my head, vielleicht meant, ich weiß nicht. I don't know. Yeah. You know? But, That's not what it means. Yeah, I, I thought I was saying I don't know, but I was saying maybe. So, but so, so I didn't actually say it like that. Like I said, flex, like confidently. And they, <laughs> oh, and, confidently. And they, and they looked at me, and they looked but at each other, and then they dick. then they asked it again, like flex. Like, did I stutter? And then they looked at each other again, and then they walked off, and then started asking somebody else the same question, and I was like, dicks. Like I just, I just, <laughs> why are you upset that I didn't know the answer? Yeah. And then it's like five minutes later. This happens a lot. Like you'll say something in German, and you're not quite sure why you got that reaction. And you, really and you think, think about it in your head, and then all and of a sudden, then I'm like, "Wait, did you say vielleicht, You freaking idiot! I meant to say ich weiß nicht. Fuck, you know." And uh, and so anyway, so there's a lot of times where you just look like a complete weirdo. Yeah, and, and I'm sure it's happened to me a million times. I just never maybe realized it because I didn't realize I made a mistake. Um, but yeah, I'm sure it happens. Yeah, and even it, now, I'm sure it happens. And in, in that same same first month, I took a long trained ride. I can't remember where, but it was a night train, so visiting somewhere, and I was on the way back. Okay. And I was in, in, in you know, it's nighttime, and I'm in the cabin, which is me and one other person. You know, these like mini cabins where there's like two rows of seat facing each other, you know? And there's just some dude, and he comes in, and for some reason back then, I'm, you know, I'm young and I'm still learning German and maybe a little shy, and I, I don't want to like reveal to people that I'm not German speaking or whatever. Right, sure. So, but in order to do that, I have to like not speak at all. So, so he comes in and he's like, you know, if you get and I'm just like, yeah, you know, like as little as little as possible. And I'm pulling out a book. Okay, please don't talk to me. Please don't talk to me, whatever. And once in a while, he's asking me, he's like pointing out the window, ask, you know, like every hour would say something. And I just be like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. And, you know, he's like, okay, interesting. But but he's, he's not talking. He's like, okay, he's not talkative, whatever. And then finally, he asked me something. And I say, yeah. And then I could see on his face that I just said "yeah" to a non yes or no <laughs> yes or no question. You know what I mean? What's your name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it was something like that. Like, what's your favorite color? Yeah. Yeah. And then suddenly, like, it just hits him that, like, oh, this guy's been pretending to know German. 
for the past six hours. And uh, I'm pretty sure I got up to use the restroom and just didn't come back and went to a different cabin. I Smart. Can't remember. That's what I would have done. Uh, but anyways, um, I, I, f- I would say for all of you, don't pretend just be like, uh, I don't speak German or, you know, just because it gets you into trouble. Yeah. Just if, if you don't speak it, just, just tell people you don't speak it. Cause pretending is, well, then you have that, that in between part where like you are learning German. So you know a bit, so but, you kind of do it to pretend and then no, it doesn't work. Just and, say like, uh, mein Deutsch is nicht so gut. Uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, like you can just throw something like that down. True. Yeah. Good, good, good advice right there. And uh, next question. Yes. Would uh, ooh, kind of long one. Let's see. Okay, I know at American bars, you know, there's certain cocktails slash mix mixed drinks that I can count on every bartender knowing how to make. Are there any popular American cocktails that are not commonly served in Berlin? Or I guess in German general. Uh, thinking of things like rum and coke, vodka, cranberry, Manhattans, white Russians, etc. Gonna go ahead and assume Long Island iced teas won't be on the menu. You would be wrong. I've been to many Berlin bars that have Long Island iced teas. Really? Yeah. I've, I've never looked. I don't really. I don't really drink many cocktails. Um, I mean, yeah, things like rum and coke, vodka, cranberry, those things. Uh, yeah. I mean, all, all standard. Yeah. All standard. Uh, big, a big thing here is uh, what are they called? Uh, Moscow Mule. Those are huge here. Yeah, but I also also think. Um, things in the u.s or anywhere yeah, yeah. Like, no, no any bartender here yeah if you say a manhattan or a whiskey set like they the yeah in germany they know all the standard and most bars cocktails. i would say maybe the small like uh like old man knipas might not because they usually just serve you know beer yeah but that would be the not because it's germany just because they're not proper bartenders they're just there to crack open a bottle of right beer. exactly yeah. um but like to be honest i don't see as many people drinking cocktails generally than I did in the States. I, I swear I'm from. It's also, the, I think, the bars and places we go to because we're not the kinds that go to places and buy $14 cocktails. True. So, That's um, true, yeah. So we're, we're more beer people, right? So. Yeah, and a lot of the bars we go to is usually like, it, there's the a pubs. relaxed vibe, yeah, pubs, pubs type things. No, usually, you're not going to order in Manhattan at a pub. Beer right? and wine, maybe Moscow Mule, maybe a gin and tonic here and there, but usually, yeah, beer and wine. So yeah, th- these things do exist. Uh, the only thing I... Um, Cocktails that are only in here are like maybe anything with club matzah, like a matzah gin, a matzah vodka. Oh, maybe yeah, true. And uh, maybe something cocktail. with uh, Berliner Luft, maybe. If it's a cocktail, I have cocktail. no idea. That's just, that's just a shot, right? Yeah, yeah. same Mexicaner, also a shot too. I've only seen in Berlin. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's, there's not really many Germany specific cocktails. I mean, there, honestly, there might be, but I'm not a cocktail drinker, so I'm not the right person to ask. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I've. Not, I've never ordered like a basic cocktail like she mentioned, and the person no. not know what it is. I think they're just they're they're told they're, they're taught at every bartender school, yeah, whichever country they're kind of international. Exactly, right? but you, you you won't see as many at least at the the places we go to. You won't see as many people order these, but you can always order them too if you want to. Absolutely, yeah, no judgment they by anybody. Non exclusive, non exclusive. Uh, next one: Is it hard to move to Germany with a dog or a cat? Let's ask my dog. I don't have one. Okay. Me neither. But we do have a friend who has their cat over. And it is, it's definitely possible. People do it all the time. Uh, you just need like a bunch of paperwork. Your cat or dog needs to have the right vaccinations. They need uh, to have some ID card, have, I think. Or they have to have the um, the chip. The, either a chip or the tattoo. Right. Yeah. And, and, the, and the, uh, the, they have to have a vaccination. And, it, and that vaccine, not for COVID, normal rabies and stuff. Yeah. And that has to have been given... It's like a month or two in advance and stuff, and you have to get some sort of a, I think it's called a pet passport as Yes, well, a pet passport, yeah. That proves they got all this stuff. And again, we don't really know the specifics, but you can, it is possible. But you can't just like 
bring your dog to the plane and expect it to be fine. So like, go look up all these. Uh, you can't just have like a street cat and be like, I want to take that back to Germany with me. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you have to. Uh, there's there's you know as is with Germany, there's lots of paperwork and things you have to do. So just make sure to do the proper research before you attempt that. Because yes, but it's I, I not as easy as you think. I don't think it's super difficult. I just think it's a lot of paperwork. But I don't think it's anything like hard. And if you're moving from the states, usually you know, months in advance, okay, I'm moving to Germany. Right. So you have time to take care of all this stuff. It's, it's not that hard, right? Yeah, you just go to the vet, get the paperwork or whatever. I don't it's, know. Like, it's like all German bureaucracy. You have the list of things, get it done, and you'll be all right, I'm assuming. Yeah, no big deal. So, yeah. But yeah, enjoy. It's always enjoy. good to bring. I know a lot of you want to move and you don't want to leave the furry friends behind. So. Yeah, don't do that. They need yeah. you. Oh. Huh. Anyways, uh, next one. Oh, this would be me. Uh, ooh, hey, it says your name. Ooh. <laughs> what says your name too? Ooh. Nice. I know, us. I know Alex got a job through teaching kindergarten. But yes. Jeff, how were you able to be in Vienna slash Berlin for so long? Student visa from language courses? Question mark. I love asking yourself a question. Uh, so, okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, I, I originally... <laughs> Here's a story. This was ages ago. I, I'll keep the really short version. I moved to Vienna with no intention to stay longer than a few months. I just wanted to learn German. Yep. And Vienna was cheaper than Munich. That's really the whole gist of it. And so I, mo- I came... And uh, yeah, with a, with a uh, language learning um, visa, I believe in in Vienna, and and then um, after I, I think I lived there nine months or something, and then I moved to Berlin. Yep. Uh, and the long story short of it is, I overstayed my visa. That was that's the long story. Just short. do that, guys. Just overstay your visa. No, just don't do that. Don't no, do that, please. No, it, again, it was I was young and like I've said that doing research. I didn't do any research before yep. I came. And also my plan originally was just to be there for a few months. And so I did made no research for staying long term. <laughs> and I was confused and thought that, because uh, as an American, you are allowed to stay in Europe for three months. Right. I was confused and thought you could stay in each EU country for three months. Could you imagine... I did. I did imagine. That's what I thought it was. Oh my God. But again, I, I was 21 at the time. I, you know, I had never lived abroad. Not before. the brightest bulb in the tree. Well, again, but I, I didn't do the research before because I didn't need it because I was just going to be in Vienna for free. Right. Yeah, true. So I, I didn't look into it at all. You didn't have a long-term goal, so. Exactly. Yeah. And it just became, I was there a long-term. And then once I looked it up, I realized, oh, you're, oh, no. you're overstaying your visa. Shit. And... Um, <laughs> But I wanted to stay in Berlin, but A, I was running out of money, and B, I realized uh, the fact that I've overstayed my visa, there was no legal way to undo that. Like, I just I had to fly back home, right. wait some time, and then come back. Uh, so then I flew back home, and um, I got lucky because sometimes when you overstay your visa, when you leave the country, you'll get a two-year exclusion stamp put in your, pas- in your passport, and you can't return to Europe for two years oh. because you broke the law, you know? Um, Wow, I didn't know that. But I didn't get that, luckily. Um, uh, so, yeah, it really depends on the situation and, and who who the custom guys is that's, that's uh, processing you at the time. Right. Uh, and again, but for me, it was a complete accident. Didn't mean to do it. Um, I went back, did my research, came back a year and a half later properly. So, And then anyways, what, what, what visa were you on after that, I think, is asking too. Okay, so I because I, I, I knew I wanted to work and live in Berlin, but it was hard for me to get that visa while not in Berlin and without a job offer yet and all that kind of stuff. So I just got the language learning visa, which I'm not sure if they still have that, but they probably do. I think they do, yeah. Um, which basically if you just book yourself in a lang- in a language course, which I was mine was Deutsch Academy in Berlin, you show proof that you've booked in that course and everything, and then you get, I, they gave me a one-year 
a visa. And so while I'm in Berlin attending these language courses, in my spare time, I'm looking around, looking for jobs, et cetera. And then once I found a proper job offer, then I went to uh, the immigration office and then got my visa kind of switched from the language learning to the uh, you know freelance work visa. Right. So uh, yeah, if if you're like Jeff, you got a, a hustle, Jeff hustled and uh, it worked out. So I a lot of props to you, man. Yeah, but awesome. uh, as a, I made a classic rookie mistake in the beginning, but again, that was because of a lack of research and a lack of, I had no plan, and so I couldn't have planned for my eventual plan because I didn't have a plan. Of course. Uh, next question, Jeff is, um, you've mentioned that Germans are big on privacy. What are some privacy etiquette slash rules Americans should be aware of? Should we ask permission before posting a photo of someone on social media and or tagging them in it? Interesting question. It is. I like this question a lot. And uh, the I mean, second one, you should ask someone to take their photo in general in public because people can get pissed off. And the I, rules are different here. And I wouldn't apply that as a, I would say, good rule of thumb anywhere you are in the world. You yeah. should ask people before uh, taking their picture just because it's rude to not, whether the laws apply or not, it's just rude. Right. You know? I mean, I, yeah, it, it's hard for uh, some street photography. Because you're trying to get people in the no, environment. If it's a wide shot of like, but I mean, if it's a specific like close up of somebody, then you should probably ask their permission. You yeah. know, like, and what a lot of people do is they sneak the photo, and then afterwards they walk up to the person and say, "Oh, excuse me, do you mind?" And then they show them the picture, and then you know, then you can get the permission that way. Yeah, um, yeah, but generally, yeah, people will want you to if you're posting on social media, people will want you to probably ask them if you're going to tag them in it. Uh, yeah, generally, I do have. Uh, I know people who are you know pretty decently active on social media uh not like we were back in like high school where it was like everywhere you know what i mean people are active they're scrolling they're doing their things right uh but i think generally yeah people are more um would, would rather you ask them to post their picture let alone tag them as well uh, i think it's pretty important for them to, to you know say hey i took a photo of you do you mind if i post this on instagram uh tag you in it yeah and i think any german girl or gal like say you're a party and you take like a a selfie with them Usually they would never care, but if you're going to post it on Facebook or something, not really because of like privacy reasons, but just because they want to check if they look they look good or not. You know what I mean? Like could be too. Yeah. But also keep in mind like Snapchat. I don't think maybe for the younger generation, but I don't know anyone who has Snapchat. I'm sure somebody does, but yeah, I can't really think of it. I don't think like TikTok. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. But besides that, we're not the guys that. Let's, let's focus <laughs> on the first part of the question. First part of the question. Yeah. Things that Americans should be aware of in regards to uh, etiquette or rules with uh, with privacy. I don't know. Things really coming to mind. Do you, no. do you know anything? No. A not, anything that's specific to Germany? That uh, not really. No. If there are uh, etiquette or rules that Germans would like you to adhere to, maybe they're just too private to uh, to tell us. So, <laughs> I we can't think of anything that really applies in social interactions. Yeah. No. Like they're really into their um, data security and stuff like that. But, right. But in terms of interaction with friends I, sorry i can't think of any uh, examples unfortunately. no neither can i but let's move on to the next one let's move on to the next one why are all beds i'm seeing on vega gazucht so small <laughs> even in really large now uh, vega gazucht is a um a website you use to find an apartment a flat a shared share, apartment yeah. or, or even a full apartment your own apartment um so why are all the beds on this website so small even in really large bedrooms with lounge areas and, ca <laughs> and, and couches these rarely have full size full size beds and I don't think I've seen a single queen. Well, I mean, things in Europe are just generally smaller because like, the apartments don't have room for king-size beds. And, and it's also funny, too, because when I searched for uh, apartments, I didn't find many things with beds generally. I, I'd buy my own bed. 
I think she's referring to furnished departments. Yeah, yeah, which is odd to find. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there are. I don't know. Maybe there are more than I think there are. But I, I don't know. I mean, there are big beds here. I haven't seen many king beds. Those are enormous. Yeah, but like your 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 bed's pretty decent. But size. I didn't specifically go for that though because I, I haven't a hunt. See, because in Germany they don't use king queen whatever. Twin, they, just, whatever. They, they go by the centimeter ridge. So yeah, what, what is yours? Mine's one eighty by two hundred. Two hundred is, is the standard length. Yeah, the width's what's changed. Now the like a single person bed is like a ninety by um, by two hundred, where right. it's just like, and mine's double that now. But but the standard bed I've had for before I got this bed for the past many years was one hundred and sixty by two hundred. I think that's what I have. Yeah, which is like one eighty. So what's what's smaller than a queen? Maybe it's a double. I think they call it. I, or, honestly, I have no idea. But but yes, generally she is correct that in average the average bed you see in Germany for two people. It is smaller than the average yeah. bed you'd see for two people in in the U.S. And I think sure. that has to do with just European apartments are just generally slightly smaller, so and, they have and, to save and, space. And also things generally just smaller. Yeah, and but yeah, I, I mean, I I specifically got a large bed because I I I mean. I had the 160 bed that I would share with my girlfriend in my old apartment. Right. But when I got the new apartment, I said, you know what? I need that extra 20 centimeters. Please give me that extra room. And, uh, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, but like, this is not, this is considered a big bed what I have, but I guess in, in the U S uh, that's, a, a King or a California King, which is bigger than a King would, true. would be bigger than this bed. That's an enormous bed. It's like a room. Yeah. But, but I remember my parents had a proper King size bed and it's, and it, didn't seem so big then, but now right. compared to yeah, European beds, it seems quite large. Yeah, man, I've been in the states since just a long time. I don't, I don't remember how big a king. I got to look at a king because I, I thought I had like a king size bed, but I don't think I, I do. I think what I have is would be considered a queen, like uh, in the states. Okay, I, wow. I think. Wow, what? Just so everyone knows, we're recording in Jeff's bedroom, so I can see his bed right behind me. I'm just trying to imagine bigger. Because even in Germany, you can get because mine's 180 by 200. You can get a 200 by 200 or a 220 by 200. Also, that so is you, wild. And that's probably would be considered what a California. king size bed or Cal, California king or whatever the frick they're called. I'm yes. learning a lot about beds tonight. But yes, uh, whoever asked that question, uh, yeah, you'll probably encounter smaller beds uh, when you come. It's just kind of the way it is. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I did have a few in my early days, my first few apartments where. The bed was literally like this single bed that was 90 centimeters and it's like enough for to fit your shoulders. But if you put your arms out, your both your arms are like dangling outside the bed. You yes. Know? They're yeah. awful. Like yeah. <laughs> for sure. Uh, next question. Have your food habits changed after moving to Germany? Mm. Yeah. My, mine definitely have. Well, I think just because there's different foods available. Exactly. So your habits have to change. It's not really a choice. Mm. Like I used to eat a lot, a lot of spicy food. Um, and Germans famously do not eat spicy food. Like yeah. you put salt in some food, like, Ooh, spicy. <laughs> What'd you put on there? What's that? What's that special herb you put on there? It's like, no, that was, that was just, just normal little, black pepper. Yeah. A little, little salt in there. Um, so like, I, yeah, I used to eat a lot of spicy foods and now, um, I, I can't do it as much anymore. I still enjoy spicy foods, but now I it just, Oh, your tolerance is, my tolerance down. is way lower. Nice. Um, I, I like a lot of potatoes more than I used to like potatoes. Cause yeah, because kind of German staple. Um, but yeah, I mean, the same kind of fast foods, McDonald's and Burger, you'll find all that here. So yeah. if you want, you can maintain that. Uh, if you're a big fast food eater. But yeah, it, I mean, and of course, you go to the supermarket, you will find the same, if you want to, the same foods you're eating back home, but just not the same brands and not the same kind. You know, like here, you'll find uh, peanut butter. 
but it right. won't be the peanut butter that you know and love the, the jiffy whatever from the states or you know there's that one brand of peanut butter and that's what you have in my grocery store at least right and then you know in the u.s uh say if you're really into pancakes you'll find like 10 different kind of syrups here about 50 percent of stores don't have any maple if you can syrup. find syrup yeah exactly but has what has anything changed from you have you have your habits changed at all I, but, but just because the if the availability is different. I mean, that's all I can think of. I, yeah. I, I can't think of it in another way it's changed. It's more, uh, I kind of, what's it like, when in, when in Rome, like do as the locals, I mean, do as Romans do. You for know? example, my, my breakfast habits have changed. So in the States, I used to have like a regular States breakfast, oh, bacon, true. eggs, toast. That was breakfast. Oh man. But here, Why you not? I mean, that's what I had. You know, I had bacon, eggs, bacon, eggs, and toast. That was my breakfast and maybe something else. Where in Germany, it's breakfast is a very, they take it very seriously. So you have, Bacon, eggs, toast, but then you also have to have like six different types of jams, uh, like fourteen and, cheeses, and a, a bunch less, of different meats. A lot less bacon. Uh, Germans in general, like that's not a staple at a, at a yeah. The, the bacon, which is weird because they eat a lot of pig, but bacon is not a big thing here. And you can buy like American style bacon, but it's 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 fine. It's fine, yeah. It's fine. Yeah, but yeah, okay. My habits have changed because when I was in the states, I mean, I was never a big breakfast guy, but I would do like a bowl of cereal or you know whatever. And then when I come to Germany, then, you know, my girlfriend, she does the classic big German brunch with all these kind of right. toppings for the bread and a stuff. A million and, things. And so I, I've switched to that. You know what I mean? The um, raw meat, the met, so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. A lot of weird stuff that you just, yeah, you're just not used to. But uh, but I'd say yeah. in, in general, I eat, I don't know, do I? I, I've lived here too long. I, I can't. It's hard, right? Couldn't really tell you. It's hard. Yeah. Especially, yeah, because I came right after college, so I'm not eating, like, cafeteria food anymore. And I moved and then I'm eating here. So <laughs> wow. I'm cooking for myself now. Oh, my God. Uh, for, you know, whatever. Oh, my eating habits have changed since from first early days moving to Germany till now. Because first couple years, I was such the broke bachelor. So oh, yeah. the first couple years I lived in Germany when I was <laughs> single, it was just, like, endless bags of pasta and the cheapest like tomato sauce I could put on it and like it's like, like ooh this this meal I just made it was only 47 cents ooh. yes you know and like it was it was a lot of like I had three cheap meals and just repeat 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 it was boring Yum. and awful and unhealthy but like I had so little money that uh yeah so uh but I've 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 grown since then I, I also got a, a, a weird one uh, at the kindergarten they they serve us food every day there's a kitchen that makes food for us and there's a menu and uh, I always look forward to Zemf Eye Day and what that is, it translates to mustard eggs, and it's pretty much potatoes with hard-boiled eggs and a mustard sauce on it. Mm, and, it's kind of like a potato salad, yeah, but with, mm, with, with, with instead of may, a mayo base, as a zenfit base. No, it's warm. Yeah, but I mean, like, in terms of ingredients. In terms of ingredients, yeah, yeah, yeah but it, it, it's totally bizarre. Uh, first time I saw it, I was like, I'm not eating that, but now I love it, and it's honestly one of the weird, let's look it up, zenf, I uh, have fun. Yeah, I think in general, you'll just find things that maybe back home you'd never try, but now that they're like, you're living a place where they're the they're normal and everybody's doing yeah. it, you end up trying them and you're like, oh, that's actually good. It's actually pretty interesting. Yeah. All right, uh, Jeff, let's go to the, uh, the, next, the next question. Now, okay, so here it is. So why do Europeans say the States mm. uh, when referring to the U.S.? Now, growing up in the U.S., I never heard people use that phrase here, but it seems to be the dominant way non-Americans refer to America slash the U.S., and you are correct. Um, it, that is it, funny. I never thought about that, but we say the States all the time in this podcast. Yeah, but um, I didn't start saying that until I moved to Europe. Before that, I never referred to it as the States. Yeah, me neither. And I think also it, the reason, A, it's the, the one of British colloquialism for the U.S., Yeah, um, and so any... European who's taking 
an English language course. They're taught British English, not American English. Yeah, yeah, many of them are. So they learn those phrases. Um, But also I think it's because of the the distance. So when you're in the U.S., you're in the U.S., but, but now it's like we're across the pond and like they're just referring to the states we are like you know like because that what we are that's what we are we're a collection of, of of states and it's it's kind of like a nickname that that the brits put on the uh, the u.s you know and, and i think it's also at least some germans have told me this before um they asked me why do americans say america when america is a continent and not a country and yeah. not a country yeah and i think when you're in the states you say america and you mean the states that's, that's you know implied but it's like americans saying like oh over in europe when you're actually talking about France, you know, because America is of many countries, but it's not just the states. When you say the states, you're referring to the United States of America, and but that's you know that's a handful to say. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, because it's like when in the U.S., Europe is just that thing over there, right. you know, and yeah, and maybe you're referring to something like in Europe they uh, they eat or they use mayonnaise on on French fries instead of ketchup, right. which. Okay, it depends on which country. True, but like you're not. It's like you're not referring to a specific countries. Referring to that over there. It's like there. saying in America they eat poutine. It's like, well, no, that's Canada, you know, and it, which is part of America. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think, I think what you said is totally correct. But I also think it's just being specific of which country you're talking about, and I'm talking about the states. Yeah, and it's it's just again, it's a it's like easier than saying the United States of America every time you say it. it's like or like USA. It just sounds weird. Yeah, it, but back, yeah. In, back in the USA. <laughs> Sounds so, I don't know, it sounds bizarre. It sounds like I'm Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> right. Back uh, in the USA. USA. <laughs> um, which I think is like uh, episode seven of our podcast is called Back in the USA, based off that. No, it was born in the USA, song. actually. Ooh. Because that's the name of the song. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> there you go. Anyways, go check that out, whatever episode that is. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, but basically it, it is the British... Uh, nickname for for the U.S. and it just catches on with it's British and it's more accurate and it's just catchy. Yeah, and I don't know when or why it just. I think it's because like when being here, I heard it and a lot of people around me yeah. used it, and yeah, so I too. started just using the. Even now, I refer back. Hey, how are things back in the states? How like it just it's just become the way I say. It. I never tried to say it; it just happened. Things happen. It's like true. Say, things do happen. It's like saying flat instead of apartment. Now your 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 words change somehow. Yeah, I say flat share instead of. Uh, Roommate, or, or no, what, what would you call flat share in the States? I have no idea. I don't know, I just use it. Um, uh, shared apartment? Shared apartment. Place yeah, living? I, I think that's the problem. Is the U.S., there's no like good one-word phrase for a shared apartment, other than shared apartment. Pretty much, as an flat American, share. when you come to Europe, you learn how to speak British English because it's better. Yeah. <laughs> Not better, it's Not just better, easier. Just, yeah. But for, uh, for never flat share, it. Yeah, and you start using the word flatmate instead of roommate and stuff. And, uh, yeah. Um, but just because it's around you and it doesn't, it's not like you decide it. It's just over time, you just switch, just kind of happens. Yeah. Let's do uh, one last one, which yeah. I think is a pretty interesting one. Is there a difference between Eastern and Western Berlin slash Germany visible? Is there a visible difference between these two uh, sides of the former DDR and the West right. Germany? The two sides that were on the... Opposite sides of the Berlin Wall. Yes. Um, I, I, like, obviously, back in the day, there was a huge, huge difference. Yes. Um, because, you know, uh, Eastern Berlin sucked and Western Berlin was much nicer, you know. Uh, <laughs> because one, one had the Soviet influence uh, and had very little money, and one had tons of money and had the Western influence. Right. If you, if you look around the city, you will see in the East, there's a lot more of these. They're called Plattenbau, which are like these old DDR... Um, kind of block style apartment buildings that you see in like Russia and things like, like this flat facades with very little like um, like almost no kind of artsy decorations yeah. very, very flat kind very, of you, you, gray utilitarian brown. yeah uh, and they were made you know to fit as many people as possible while being 
safe and strong. And they were They're. I mean, I have friends living them like they're fine apartments. They're not flashy, but they're there. And the West, you will see more, you know, beautiful style apartments, I guess. It depends where you go, because even like, um, like Prince Lauerberg is in East Berlin, but if you walk around, it's a very beautiful district. You know what I mean? With, right. like, with, with Altbau, beautiful apartments, but like, it's more, when you go further east, like uh, over the years, the two sides have evened out exactly. to, to an extent. Exactly. So you don't see, it's not like you walk across and you see this really noticeable difference, but I think the the deep west and deep east you of Berlin, you will there see the bigger differences. Yeah. We're, 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 uh, they have not balanced out quite yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And there's not a lot that's really um, that's really visible. I mean, you will see like economically, there is still a difference, unfortunately, between the East and the West. Uh, the unemployment rate in the East is much higher than it is in the West still. Uh, most of the German, big German companies are in the West, not in the East, their headquarters. So like economically and, uh, you know, so these things are different, but in terms of visually, um, you can sometimes notice. You can be like, you're walking around, you're like, I'm not sure where I am, but I'm definitely in the eastern part of the city because you see a few types of landmarks or buildings that just seem very eastern. Oh, you'll see like a Karl Marx, Karl yeah. Marx statue. You're like, okay, well, I'm yeah. definitely in the Or eastern. you go to Karl Marx Ali, which yeah. is like, there's several streets and sections of East Berlin that you look like you're in downtown Moscow. And like, right. and then you know, okay, I'm in East Berlin because of the Soviet influence, obviously. For sure. Um, so yeah, you can you can see a difference if you if you look for it. If you really pay it. attention, yeah. If you yeah, as, as if you look for it, you, you can maybe see a difference. But yeah, it, there there has been a lot of mixtures between and. Um, but yeah, pretty much the Berlin Wall has been more or less erased, except for some small markers on the ground. And like, so you're not gonna. It's not like you're just you're like stepping like, whoa, back. Whoa, whoa! Like yeah, you, you cross world. a bridge, and yeah, exactly. Where well, am it, I? it used to be the uh, the um, the road cross walk man, whatever it's called the in English. Man. Yeah, it was in English. I don't know. The guy yeah, that the, says the, walk, the road, don't walk. Yeah, the road crossing symbol man. Man, Ampelmann. It used to be in the east had that really cool, fun one that everyone knows about Berlin, and the west had the boring American ones. But now throughout the city, they're making all of them the cool East ones because they're yeah. cool. Well, only the East one is called the Ampelmann. Like he, he, the Ampelmann, believe it or not, in Berlin has about like 10 of his own stores where they just sell Ampelmann stuff. Like So basically, it's the crosswalking guy on a shirt or on a right. purse. Or on a, but the crosswalk guy is called an Ampelmann. That's the name of it. Yeah, but like but the, he's the, uh, the Ampelmann. Ampelmann. What somebody says Ampelmann, they're referring to the cool Eastern one. <laughs> and he's different just because he has a hat and he's kind of like doing a cool he's walk. Got, he's got a lot more swagger. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Uh, but now they're spreading that throughout the city uh, everywhere. Like you still see mostly in the West, they won't have it. But every once in a while, you see construction and they replace it with the, the Eastern one because it looks uh, cool. Like in Neukölln, you don't see them. Right. And I think another difference you'll notice is Eastern Berlin, you'll see more streets with... Uh, Soviet influenced names again, like uh, you have like the Carl, Carl, from you know, uh, the, the the people the streets are named after are right. more related to Russia and East, you know, East, East German Germany rather than West Germany, West yes, Berlin. Sorry, exactly. So, um, so that's definitely a difference, yeah. Um, and I guess, yeah, I guess you have more modern architecture in West Berlin, uh, because I think there's more. Uh, investment in terms of real estate in West Berlin, I think. But in Berlin, I don't. I have no idea to be honest. But yeah, I'm sure there's an historian that could talk better about the subject than yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That that's the extent that uh, that I know. So I'm going to leave it at that. What I'm not going to leave at that is the review. The whiskey. G- give me a different uh, splash. Whiskey. I'm going to give you a little splash, Rooney. 
I'm not saying Splash Rooney ever again. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah. Thank you, sir. That sounded not, not cool. Uh, again, this is a Nestville original blended whiskey. Whiskey. <laughs> I'm just reading the book. If, if you read the bottle from top to bottom, this is what it says. Nestville Distillery. Nestville original blended whiskey. Whiskey. Nestville whiskey. Yeah. Nestville whiskey. Seven times distilled. Aged six years. Blended. Slovakian whiskey. And Even though the name is very British. Nestville. Nestville. I know. It is. Cheers. Trying to hit that market. I don't know. I gotta say, I like it. It's good. I, I, I think it's especially for the price. And I think it's really good. Twenty euro for twenty euro. This is amazing. Really good. It's it's definitely got a nice like sweeter flavor that I like. I want to say multi flavor. But I don't know if that's if that's a thing. And it's a stronger flavor. And what I mean by that is like you know, there's some whiskeys you drink it and you know it's kind of there and gone. Like really the Italian quick. one we had. Yeah, and but this is it. Really has a put it in your mouth. You're not going to not know it's you're you have this whiskey uh, swishing around your mouth. Like I'd, I'd like to have more of a burn. There's not much of a burn there. I'm not really finding. There's a little bit. Yeah, it's it's it, but it, yeah, it goes quickly. But in terms of the flavor, though, yeah, 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 definitely. There's 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 definitely some stuff going on in there, and my my gut is giving it a uh, a solid seven. Hmm. What are you thinking, Jeff? What's going on in that little noggin of yours? I don't know. Seven, huh? Don't, no, 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 don't don't let my seven point five. Okay, again a point five by Jeff. Just because you know, yeah, twenty euro. Like you said, it's for twenty euro. I give it like an eight and a half for this random Slovakian whiskey for twenty euro. I'm like, yeah. like, hey, that's actually interesting. I would say if if you can uh, if you're in Europe, probably cheaper. If you're in Europe, if you're in Europe, you're gonna buy this. Uh, this is definitely shelf worthy for sure. Have this in your shelf. Yeah, and they have a this is six year. They have a nine year, and they'd also had like. I don't know the name, but like, you know, like uh, distillery reserve, like they had some special ones. Yeah, sure. Which someday I'd love to try, which I think, I don't know how much they cost, but they're probably no more than 30 bucks. Yeah, I'd like, I like to try another one of these because this is, I'm really ple- I was, I'm really pleasantly surprised. And, yeah, not bad. And that's kind of been, I, I'm almost starting to get not surprised anymore by these international whiskeys because we've had so many of them now and, a lot, and most of them are at least decent, but give it a shot if you can get it. I recommend it. Put it on your shelf. Talk about it. <laughs> Say to your friends, I have a Slovakian whiskey. And they'll be like, what? And you'll be like, yeah. And you'll chase them and be like, what? This is good. And you'll be like, yeah, it's good. Anyways, everyone. We go just like that. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for coming by. Uh, good stuff. We, we love a good Q&A. So we keep, love answering the cues. Keep sending the questions. We'll, we'll still answer them privately. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're going to continue to drink, and uh, but we're going to hit hit the stop record button. Yeah, we are. And, and remember, everyone, please um, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay thirsty. Cheers. Cheers. Oops. Cheers. <laughs> what? What does that do? That's our music. <laughs> Is it? Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Uh, we are talking today about questions. We're not talking about them. We're just doing them. Fuck. <laughs> We're talking about questions? We're just talking about questions. <laughs>